swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Everybody, welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ, Zach, and Raj. Hey there! <laughs> you fucking with me in the intro. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to what may be our last week preview for the 2021 season. I hope you guys have made it this far in your matchups. I hope that we've been of some help of some sort. You know, I hope you've enjoyed being part of the Five Hole community. Usually, what we do is we take a break from the end of the fantasy season, which this year, it's it's May 8th, which is weird because May 9th, next Sunday, there's two games. So it's like a six-day matchup next week for Yahoo, which is fucking bizarre. And ESPN goes all the way to the 13th. So what we're going to do, we're actually going to, you know, this Thursday, our weekend preview, we're going to talk a little bit about next week for those of you that are in ESPN leagues that go that extra distance. Yeah, it's, it's wicked lopsided, dude. I was looking at it because our home league is an ESPN league. I got to figure out. That like my whole this whole time I was I was just prepping for for next week, but now I got to go all the way to Thursday. Anyway, so what we usually do in the off season, uh, we're gonna check on our pre ranking shows, which is gonna be fun. We'll go back, take notes on um you know our left wing, right wing defenseman ranking, see how that hold up. Rod, you're doing a playoff pool. If you want to tell the people about that, yeah, we're on to uh, the second leagues already filling up now. We've got a playoff pool going on fan tracks, pretty standard. Uh, hit me up on the Discord if you want to join. I'll send you an invite. We're just going to keep making leagues as people sign up. It seems to be a hot, hot ticket. So, so uh, just at me either on Twitter or Discord, and I'll, I'll hook you up for sure. Also, one of the episodes we're going to do, we're going to do like a end of the year reaction type thing, but this is going to be after the break, you know, on underperformers, overperformers, who we think is going to bounce back, who's probably going to cool off a little bit. Those candidates, we're going to talk some hot playoff performers too, because recency bias plays a huge part into next year's draft rankings and whether or not to temper your expectations a little bit. We also do our dynasty series, which last year was like a ton of fun. We talked to guys like Scott Wheeler, uh, Ian Gooding, Peter Harling, like a bunch of, um, you know, prospect experts, Mitch Brown, Dave Hall, guys that are in the industry and, and know their prospects and stuff. And and we kind of focus on dynasty leagues then. Those are a lot of fun. So much fun. Cause like you, you learn about all the guys that are, that are possibly fun. coming up. Uh, 2021 is not necessarily the deepest draft class and it might be the first draft in a while where we don't see somebody hop into the NHL right away. It might happen. It might not. It's, it's one of those like kind of gray ones. It, it seems like a developmental class, but uh, we're going to talk to some guys about prospects in there who we can get excited about in fantasy whether or not some players have like an edge to them if they hit if they block any of that stuff for our dynasty folks and it, like you know guys like marco rossi who you know has had trouble with you know covid and things like that if they can hop into the nhl next year and make an impact guys that that could come up after that free agency opens up in july we're going to do new faces new places things like that seattle expansion that's happening this offseason, too, so we can, you know, rip on their team and stuff and just be as wrong as we were about Vegas. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they can ice a good team, but that's going to be a fun deep dive or whatever. Our our mock uh, our mock team draft or whatever we did for uh, for Vegas. That was a fun episode. Yeah, too. I think we'll, we'll do something like that and then we'll, we'll come back and then we'll rip their their actual roster where it's like JVR as a top line winger. And <laughs> wait a minute, that's what the Flyers are doing. <laughs> 
One thing that sucks for them is do the the same thing that Vegas got away with, they are not going to get away with. Oh, yeah. I think people are going to be wiser to not make backdoor deals and be like, hey, do you want Riley Smith and Jonathan Marchessault? We'll give you a pick if you don't take like Noah Hannafin or, or I forget yeah. what they they were doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Seattle is going to is going to get that thing. You know what I thought would be a fun episode is because this year has been so weird. And I want to do this in the offseason is is players that have benefited the most from playing the same seven or eight teams all year and how that's going to affect different things like, you know, <laughs> Tyler Toffoli scoring half his goals against the fucking Vancouver Canucks. You know, that's not going to happen next year. I was just going to say yeah. that. <laughs> Another two goals tonight versus Ottawa. But there are players out there who did better than they were supposed to or should do because they're playing the same teams over and over and over again. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. And and we like our ranking shows. You know, I know ranking shows get people kind of bothered, but we like them. Zach, that's like one of your favorite fucking times. Love them. Who? Come on. How can you? Everyone loves lists. Yeah, man. Well, everybody loves everyone, to get everyone mad. Everyone loves that's the thing. lists. Everybody loves to get mad. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. You man. get mad. That's that's on brand for us. I got, I got us, my list. Yeah. I got my list. You got yours. Talk to me like, about it. Uh, and and everybody else has theirs. Like that's that's fine. Let's 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 hash it out. Come on. Uh, so we always do sleeper episodes. We're gonna do a shit ton of mock drafts. We'll probably turn one or two into uh, shows. We like to build our own ADP with players like with GMs that know what they're doing. So we build our own ADP and compare it against like Yahoo ADP. As soon as those ADPs start rolling in. We do an ADP analysis. We talk about, you know, who's going too high, who's going too low, who could possibly be a steal. Uh, We're going to do some fantasy hockey strategy episodes, you know, episodes on league settings or draft strategy, this, that, and the other thing. Guys from the fantasy hockey podcast want to get together with us and keeping Carlson. They're going to do, we're going to talk about some differences in opinion. And I forget how Brandon put it, but you know, I'm just flying on the seat of my pants there. So uh, that that's going to be fun. You got that to look forward to. And we're, if there's something particular you want in the off season, feel free to chirp us on Twitter, chirp us in the discord and let us know. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want to do it. I was thinking about doing a, um, on the discord sometime in June while we're on like this hiatus is live streaming on discord and having people bring to us like their keeper stuff and we could do like a keeper stream and kind of uh give our opinions there if anybody be interested let's get into the the episode we'll start off with the injuries carter hart out for the season Evgeny malkin was a game time decision did not play tonight so it's looking really close phil forsberg was activated from ir victor arvidson has been downgraded to day to day roman yossi went out in that same game and tolvana got hurt but tolvana came back in Montreal, Shea Weber is out with an upper body injury. Jonathan Marchessault was a game time decision. He is playing. Mike Riley was day to day, but he's playing. He's actually taken top power play from Matt Grizzlick, and it kind of flew under the radar a little bit. So just watch your your Boston line combinations because Mike Riley is taking power play one. And that doesn't mean that Matt Grizzlick has been moved to power play two. He's just off the power play. Just off. Vladimir Tarasenko day to day with a lower body injury. Tori Krug was out today with upper body injury. He's just out, not day-to-day or anything. Uh, Jake Vertanen is out with being a bag of shit. Ukapekalukanen hurt his ankle in the episode today. Or not in the episode, in the game today. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So in game, he hurt his ankle. Ryan Graves is out with an upper body injury. Dennis Gurianov was a very late announcement that he was out today with an upper body injury. Marcus Johansson for the Minnesota Wild not playing. 
uh, Mike Matheson was hit in the face by a puck in the second period of today's game versus the Capitals, and he left the game. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing anybody. Oh, I guess Patrick Laine. You know, he's not really fantasy relevant anymore, but he's out with an illness. Sam Gerrard, out undisclosed. John Carlson, Alex Ovechkin are practicing, but they did not practice in the usual spots. They're not playing tonight, but it seems like they're pretty close. And Chris Kreider and Jacob Truba remain out in New York. Rantanen and Grubauer came back, and they both did so in a very big way. Grubauer with a with a shutout, Rantanen with a handful of points. Sam Gerrard in that game, you know, went against the boards in a Kevin LeBanc hit, and then Mc, McKinnon fought him, and that was kind of weird to see. Let's get into the storylines. I want to rant. I have feelings about... Colorado coach Jared Bednar. He says he's no longer going to be announcing a starting goalie or line combinations or any of that. So we're going to be leaning on our beat writers a little bit more for this, you know, who's in the starting crease and stuff like that. So first of all, a big fuck you to Jared Bednar, a big fuck you to Barry Trotz for doing the exact same thing. Pete DeBoer in Vegas for doing the exact same thing. Like all these last minute goalies are making fantasy hockey, like exceptionally hard to play. Like you have to have the handcuffs in certain things. And it's, it does seem like what a bunch of dicks, dude, it, it feels like this is going to be a trend too, which is terrible. It's going to be terrible for fantasy hockey. You have no idea what goal he's playing until a half hour before you're going to have to take, you know, West coast or, or central goalies just for that extra time to get a fucking goalie in. Yeah. And all of a sudden you, I mean, otherwise you're just wasting a pick. You, you pick up somebody that you expect to be playing. Yep. And then boom, you're screwed. Now you just, you know, wasted what few picks you, you know, pickups that you have to get zero. With all the push that the league's doing for gambling and that, I'm, I would not be surprised to see uh, Batman and, and, and some of those guys telling them that they have to. Because that, that's pretty yeah. serious for like gambling and stuff like that. Actually, that's actually a very. Yeah. Uh, I mean, football does the same thing. And, Betting on football is, you know how popular that shit is, it's but big money, bar none. Make that shit mandatory, absolutely mandatory. Which is another thing the NHL API might go private, and that would suck for any of you coding nerds out there. Okay, Aiden Hill shut out Vegas after Darcy Kemper put up two absolute shit performances <sighs> against San Jose. That was something I didn't fucking see happening. Uh, ended a ten-game winning streak for Vegas. So that's your uh, random stat of the day. Also, um, you can get a shutout win, or you can get a shutout and a loss. If you were holding Curtis McElhaney, you might have found that out today. <laughs> that you can you can get both. You can get a shutout and a loss at the same time. That one went to a shootout. Um, yeah. This one's for you, Raj. Kale McCarr has passed Quinn Hughes in points. Also in less games. How's that going? Uh, it'd be interesting to see who wins. Hughes has got five games in hand right now, so I just wanted to—I just wanted to rig it, rub it in a little bit. Uh, I'm pretty confident Hughes will end up with more by the end of the season. It's more than likely. There's there's a lot of games. Um, all right. So something that that happened in the Discord that kind of blew my mind is, um, you know, we put up these polls and you can vote on like who to sit, who to start, and. It was it was extremely strange to see David Pasternak in the discussion for for somebody worth sitting. Why? Yeah, I just wanted to. What the hell is this? Do I have a tick on me? Hold on, this is freaking me out. Do you really have a tick on you? 
Yeah, it's a fucking tick. Holy shit. <laughs> God damn. Did you just throw I it? I threw it. I mean, and now it's in my house somewhere. <laughs> oh, jeez. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no. This is terrible news. Oh, jeez. It was on my head, too. How long was that there on my body? Where did it go? I saw it crawling on my hand, and then I just, like, freaked out. <laughs> I don't get along with bugs, man. You're taking off all your clothes? Yeah. Fuck this. All right. Uh, where were we? <laughs> it's going to oh, be see okay. It. It's right here. It's right here. Like, like right here. Oh, fuck. It's gnarly. Now I got the heebie fucking jeebies, man. <sighs> yeah. So there was like a, a, there was a poll and I've seen a couple of these where, you know, people are, are thinking about, you know, sitting Yossi, sitting Pasternak, sitting Trocek, you know, they're on their cold streaks and stuff, but just play your studs. You always got to play your studs. And I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Like Pasternak is, is not somebody that ever plays a game on my bench. And like Yossi and anybody in that top tier, man, like you can't sit them. No, pass is the kind of guy he, he you'd very likely score four points in any game he plays. Like you can't. And if you do bench him, that will be the day that yeah. he yeah. does that too. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a very good idea to bench those guys. Uh, okay, so into the week breakdown. Uh, Monday, 14 games. Tuesday, 5 games. Wednesday, 9. Thursday, 6. Friday, 7. Saturday, 14 games. So Monday and Saturday, both with 14 games. Sunday, only 2. So it's like a backwards kind of week with, with the off nights and things like that. So stay on your toes with that. Stay on your toes with Sunday because Yahoo's not counting that one. So Dallas and Chicago. And Calgary and Ottawa. Those are the four teams that are playing next Sunday. Calgary, only with two games next week. So after Wednesday, just fucking drop them. All of them. Lindholm, Goudreau, anybody you're not keeping. Uh, let's talk about best schedules here, guys. Chicago, they have four games, three off nights, but one of them is on Sunday. So heads up there. They, that don't count. Yeah, it, like it kind of doesn't count. So uh, after Thursday, you can drop your Chicago guys. But there are a bunch of teams that have those four game or three games in four nights that's chicago boston buffalo uh, vancouver edmonton new york islanders carolina new jersey all those teams have three games in four nights and really a lot of these players that you're going to be streaming um aren't going to be playing on monday anyway your players that you're playing on monday are already on your team more than likely yeah that would be my thought yeah 14 games on monday like you're not streaming for monday you're streaming for tuesday wednesday thursday Friday, because Saturday will be a full. So you want to you want to fill in that midweek as much as you can. You know, Wednesday is kind of a lighter day. Only nine games. It's 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 an on night technically, like a heavy slate, but you know, it's it's one game above. Anyway, the the worst schedules: Calgary, as we already mentioned, Detroit and Florida. Yeah. Uh, Detroit has two games back to back at the end of the week, Friday and Saturday. Saturday's a, a heavy night. And they're both against Columbus. So you, you hold on. Like, I don't even know in who in Detroit is a hold. So Sunday, the day that this episode drops is uh, Tampa and Detroit. It's like the only game that's going on. So you might have loaded up on some Detroit guys. You want to drop them ASAP, all of them, probably for the rest of the week, because Thursday, there's going to be better options. Friday, Florida. Florida is pretty bad as well because they play on Monday and Saturday. Both nights have 14. So I'm thinking like, 
you can get rid of Bennett. You can get rid of Uyghur. You can get rid of the anybody that's below Huberto Barkov. That's it. Those are the only two that I'm really keeping. Because uh, you're you, like you're fighting to get Bennett's in, and you're probably leaving stats on the bench to do so. Where you could be dropping them, putting the stats the the player that was getting stats on the bench into your lineup. You know, it's kind of a zero sum move, but you're dropping a Bennett and then you're filling up the middle of your week, which is adding games. So in that way, it's kind of like a net game. Are you dropping Bobs? No, because goalies are different. Wow. McDavid scored. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Pick him up. Dude, Edmonton with the weird top line right now. RNH on the second line by himself. McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Yamamoto on the top line. Yeah, I know. really trying to get Yamamoto some points, eh? We're we're gonna be talking about that coming up on short. Oh, for sure. So let's talk about Chicago. You know they have those three games in four nights. Uh, the the Fords, I don't really see too much going on there. Like you know, Vinny Henestrosa is kind of the hottest guy who's available. But for me, I'm stacking bangs for this mm. week. Yeah, because you see, like guys like um, you know Connor Murphy. He leads the team in blocks over the last two weeks. He actually leads the team on the year with two and a half blocks per game. He's going up against Carolina three times and Dallas on Sunday, so that won't be counted for for Yahoo or whatever. But Carolina's fifth in shots on goal per game. Dallas is 10th, and Chicago gives up the 11th most shots against per game. So I think there's going to be a lot of blocks to be had there. Uh, Murphy's also third on the team in hits and seventh in shots on goal. So that's a good way to... to contribute to a few categories there who do you guys like here i like zadorov for hits as well he's over four a game in the last couple of weeks and uh the bagel man brandon hagel brandon bagel he's actually he's got six points in the last five games still he's still <laughs> performing do you know if you're really into chicago he's what he's got he seems to be getting the playing time and, and p- putting out with it although carolina 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 that might put an end to that streak. But What kind of problem do you guys have? Why do you hate Kirby Doc so much? You don't do shit. Uh, Kirby Doc, man. Like I said earlier. Sell him. Hickory Dickory Doc. Hickory Dickory Doc, son. Dude, uh, okay, so you laughed at me before when I said to pick up Kirby Doc. You did. You laughed at me like I was some sort of dumbass. Who, uh, who's your final guy to pick up? Kirby friggin' Doc was. How's he doing? Since then, he's gotten two assists and a goal tonight. Okay. Before before tonight's game, he had four assists in his last four. Right now, he's on a three-game point streak. Come on. What what in the world? Like, what is so horrible? Why do you hate him so much? He, just, he doesn't do anything but points. So, like, in a points league, I'm with you. I'm all with you, man. But Center only is tough to you. It's true enough. Like, I think a lot of these... These points guys are going to be like one day streams, but he has. You're right. You know, like spot streams. Isn't that what you're looking for? Yeah. Aren't you looking for one day streams? Absolutely. I'm not for looking sure. for somebody who's going to be who's going to be on my on my roster. You know, next fucking year. No. Well, for like a week long stream, to, I'm not picking up. A, I'm not picking up a keeper. Week long streams like picking up streamers Zadorov and then dropping them as soon as the fucking game starts. Dude, Zadorov and uh, Connor Murphy to me those two are like week long streams. Or you drop them after what Thursday after they played their third game. Dude, did McLeod just get a goal? Who is this guy? Oh no, it's Ethan Bear. Damn, Markstrom's getting lit the fuck up. Say Ryan Ryan McLeod McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the second line center now. 
that's uh that's something that's happening just to go with this like one day stream thing top line center whoever it is sometimes it's pia suter at seven percent sometimes it's kershev one percent kershev don't do shit with sometimes that it's though. doc he don't do shit sometimes it's doc 13 percent. it's hard to project but if you have same day ads and you check on game day and need some points i think top line center in chicago all three of the guys that play that spot are pretty available stream them sure but i think i think uh you know stacking peripherals if you're in a banger league like murphy like zadorov for me that's that's what i'm doing in in categories leagues Duncan Keith also running the top power play with Adam Boquist out with that broken wrist. He's got one goal, 15 shots in his last six. So not incredibly, um, he's not making hay or anything, but you know, top power play QB that's available on the, on the waiver wire. Isn't it always awful when you see that Duncan Keith scores, <laughs> like it, this little picture pops up and some bitch did it again. Member berries, man. Like how, how about, what what other what other teams do you guys like? Want to go to Pittsburgh? Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, Malkin is is due back. I want to get your guys' take on Jeff Carter and on Jared McCann. Like we've already kind of covered Jared McCann to a certain degree, but again, for anybody that didn't hear it, McCann's probably going to get demoted from the top power play, and Jeff Carter, as the second line center right now, is probably going to get demoted at even strength. Jeff Carter in his last two weeks has twenty three shots on goal in eight games played, three goals, two assists. He was line two, power play two. You figure he might go to line three. He could even bump a winger. Today they moved Kasperi Kapanen up into the top six because you know something happened with like... Ed. And Carter scored today, did he not? Did he? Carter did score today. Uh, yeah. They, they, yeah, they took that team for a ride, man. Like, what was it? Three he zip? Deflect. He Four got a zip? deflect goal. Three nothing, yeah. Uh, Carter got a... Got a goal, and oddly enough, he only took one shot, and he scored on it. That never happens. Usually, he takes like nine and doesn't score. It, it was a deflect goal. Uh, was just, okay. <laughs> it it just hit off of him and went in. That makes more but sense. But that doesn't matter. It still counts as a goal. For sure. And he's got quite a few lately. He's got four in his last uh, seven or eight games here. Um, yeah, he's been, he's been good. And McCann, uh, same thing. He's still, still doing it. And they do have what's coming up here, two against Philly and then two against Buffalo. So if there's if there's a chance to get some offense going again, that's that's not bad. You know what's less like um why I'm still optimistic on Jared McCann? In his last two weeks he's got seven points in eight games, only one of which is a power play point. Mm-hmm. So six points in eight games. Like if you take away that top power play point that he got, still six points in eight games from the even strength deployment that he will more than likely keep. So I think Jared McCann, there's still there's still going to be gold in them hills, I think, to use a Zachism. <laughs> Dude, Brian Rust with two unassisted goals. That's stingy bitch. Three goals, only one assist throughout the the whole game. Uh, but I want to know who loses the most with with McCann or uh, with Malkin coming back. Is it McCann or Jeff Carter? I'm gonna say Jeff Carter. Yeah, I would also think it's Jeff Carter. I'm with you guys. Yeah, McCann's played so well. They got to find a way to keep them in the top six if they possibly can. I hope. I hope for their for their benefit, they demote them both and have Jared McCann, Jeff Carter, and Jason Zucker on the third line. Put Zach Aston Reese out playing with Malkin and Captain. Zach Aston Reese, he's a banger. He's been banging like crazy, hasn't he? Am I thinking of the right guy? Yeah, 20, 20 hits in in eight games. So he hits he hits a fair bit. A fair bit. A fair bit. <laughs> Two and a half per game. 
Although, yeah, no, in the last um, five games, he does have 20. So, <laughs> But Pittsburgh as a team has just been on a run. So who do you guys like for, for streaming here? I was going to say, I think Dumoulin still isn't a bad yeah. option. Um, he's a decent option on the defense, at least. We were talking before about like how those perifs were there and how it was great how, you know, he's getting some offense here, but like, but the perifs have pretty much dropped off. The perifs have dropped off big time. Um, so that really makes, like, that puts a capper on Dumoulin. If he's not bringing those, then then what else really is he getting you? Because you're not picking up specifically four points. Um, but like like you guys, uh, still until Malkin comes back, it's McCann and Carter. And I would be, I would even say Jeff Carter, even even when, uh, even when Malkin does come back, like he's still yeah, worth he's still a viable look for for, for a just day. less viable. Yeah, just less viable. I agree. I think to me, Kasperi Kapanen is pretty much the to me outside of McCann. I would like I would put McCann first, then Kasperi Kapanen second, um, at twenty two percent in Yahoo. He's point per game since returning. And he's got another point tonight. Uh, did he get a point today? No. Um, so three goals, two assists, 10 shots on goal, eight hits. He's doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, he's on the third line, but he got moved up to the second line today. He was even clicking there. So I think he, you know, if he's getting that, Rodriguez is out. He could probably take his second power play spot. Um, I think Kapanen is worth a look now that he's back in that top six role. Cody Cece at 9%. And this is like, this is an unironic I'm not doing it to be a dick or anything, but 11 shots, 11 hits, 10 blocks in eight games to go with five very uncharacteristic <laughs> points for Cody CC. Yeah. He's doing stuff. Cody CC is like raid on your wedding day, man. <laughs> 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. Oh, God. The pride of Canada. Yeah, you should, you should love all that reference. Anus Morissette. You should love that reference, Raj. Not the, not the biggest fan. Is that all there is in Pittsburgh? I think so. Um, I think I think it's about it. It's not like they got any real hidden gems there. For sure. Does so where do you guys want to go next? Wait, does that mean you're looking at Casey DeSmith on, on that back-to-back against uh, Philly? Yep. Yep. I mean, I have the back-to-backs I later, think you but should do it. definitely. I think definitely, you should do it. Definitely. I think you Philly should pick is up so Casey bad. DeSmith. Philly is so bad, dude. They're so bad. And no more Carter Hart, right? So Carter Hart. Dude, yeah, I, I it's like but it's I'm, Alex Lyon. I'm still I'm still high on Carter Hart Carter Hart next year. His uh his draft stock is gonna drop like a rock. And I am down to not have to draft him in like, you know, the third round, which is where he was going this year. Oof. Yeah, hopefully he's a steal next year next year. But I have a feeling he's going to be. Maybe not Dude, in our I'm home I'm all league. for Casey DeSmith. We just got tore up by the New Jersey Devils. You <laughs> should pick up Pittsburgh Casey. Penguins you should, can't please, please stream Casey DeSmith. Please do. Okay. All right. I think our listeners should, too, because I think it's a good call. All right, Carolina. Their, their schedule. So they're on the other side of Chicago. So they see Chicago three times, and then Sunday doesn't count. Is that the case? No. So Carolina, they have a Saturday game as well. So you get four games in six nights. I couldn't think of a single forward, but I wanted to address Vincent Trocek's cold streak here. Uh, They get Chicago three times. Trocek's got five points in five games against Chicago. And they have Dallas 
not Dallas, um, Nashville Nashville. to finish it out. So he's still on power play one. I have no clue what's going on, but I I do think, you know, look at the the other players that are on this power play. Svech and Ajo have three power play points. Dougie's got two. Stahl's got two. Trocek's only got one. So you see Trocek with like this crazy low IPP over the last two weeks. Um, Let me check how how he's doing against uh, Nashville. Uh, he's got eight points in five games against Nashville. So, you know, if the numbers tell us anything, he's over point per game against the teams that he's playing this week. So I do think Trocek is going to get off the schneid. Um, yeah. Just wanted to address he's that. He's too good to go go zeros for, for that long. He'll, he'll be back. Start your studs. Start your studs. He'll be back. One fun fact, um, Stahl is almost... Hitting as much as Hawk and Paw these days, dude. I was I actually just gonna say you were saying you couldn't think of a forward, and I was gonna say Jordan Stahl. How's his ownership? He's sixty four percent now, um, six points yeah, and worth eight. Worth a check. Twenty four. Twenty four hits in his last eight games. Yeah, and he's playing a lot. Like he's playing almost nineteen minutes a game recently. So, and he's he's you know pretty damn good at faceoffs. He's their main faceoff guy. Yanni Hakapa. We could talk about him. He's hitting again. He's he's got more hits than Stahl, but I think it's more impressive for a center to be doing it than than Hawk and Pa. That's like that's all he's good for. Um, but he did score two goals, which is like that's a gift. That's not something I'm expecting out of him. But he's going to be playing like Zadorov and Chicago all week, so I'm pretty sure there's going to be some hits to be had. Hawk and Pa only 16% owned. Um, you know, if you if you want to go. Heavy on the hits early, you can get Hakanpah and Zadorov, and play that kind of game. Sure. Hey, in a categories league, it's a category to win. Yeah, that puts you up. Anybody else in Carolina you guys are digging on? Not particularly. You know, they're all they're they're a very well known team at this point. Lots lots of good players, but they're all. I mean, you even got Nita Riders above sixty percent at this point. Nietzsche is above sixty five percent. So yeah, yeah, it's hard. People are aware of Carolina now. How would you guys approach, you know, Mrazek is like hurt, but apparently he could be back any minute. Um, Mrazek, Reimer, Nedeljkovic. Nedeljkovic needs one more game to change his free agency status to restricted, which Carolina is going to want. There is a back-to-back Monday and Tuesday. How confident would you be that Nedeljkovic plays one of those games? Yeah. Wildly. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's like as close to 100 as you can get. Wildly confident. Without guaranteeing it. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, obviously clinched. Uh, basically fight for first overall. And Ned's good, so there's no fear in playing him and getting him into that better contract situation. And rest the rest the vets for the for the playoff run. And they seem pretty hell-bent on this whole three-goalie thing, too. So, I mean, Why it not, wouldn't yeah. surprise me in the least. I mean, you look at what happened at... Colorado last year where Francis goes out and Grubauer goes out and that cost you your run. So having three good goalies, it's not a bad, yeah, thing. it's not a bad thing. To they have. wasted that, uh, fucking performance by McKinnon last, last playoffs. Oh Just boy. Just due to those goalie lo- losing all the goalies. But what about the flip side of that back to back Subban, 6% Lankinen, 65% rostered any interest? Not against uh, Trocek, who's trying to get off the schneid and fill the net. <laughs> no, no way. What about you, Zachary? I'm also good. 
I am I'm actually ready. I, I I am wondering what uh what this whole Kyla Yamamoto thing is going to do. I'm ready to talk about Edmonton. All right, let's do it. Yeah, uh, I hate this look for Ryan Dugan Hopkins. There's there's still the power play to look forward to. Like they're in the Battle of Alberta. Calgary's on a power play right now. You know that shit's going to be heated. So there's there's a power play opportunity for him. But every time that RNH needs to drive a line, he just flatlines. Like if he needs to carry a line, he's nowhere to be found, and it it's brutal. So I I really do. I hate this for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Well, he's also on a line with Yessi Pugliarvi and Ryan friggin' McLeod. Like, right. Yeah. They're tough. not giving him the they're not giving him the the cream of the crop. I mean, Yessi Pugliarvi can't get points playing with Connor McDavid. How do you expect uh, RNH to to do this? I don't now, know. Now somehow Kyla Yamamoto will also get zero points playing with McDavid and Drysital. They're trying to get McDavid to a hundred points in the short season. That's all they're doing. There's no other reason for this nonsense, like uh, which he might do. He's been on a fucking point per period pace for the last like week and a half. Not like point per game, but he's getting like a point per fucking period right now. It's three points a game for you math wizards out there. Yeah, and he's over the last two weeks he has fifteen <laughs> points in six games. Uh, oh my god, uh, that's a lot of points. What's nuts is Drysidle and him. Drysidle's over 25 minutes right now. 25 minutes a game average. McDavid's almost at 24 minutes average. Like Edmonton is they're a one-line team but they're playing that line for literally half the game at this point. You might as well. That's essentially like having two good lines. I'm up against Drysidle right now in the semis of our home league and I have Panarin who has just decided to not show up. Somehow I'm still edging edging it out. You're edging, huh? Do you guys think about Kyler Yamamoto at all as a streamer? 40% rostered, right wing only, top line for now. Like, how, how do you think this line's going to stick going into next week? No, none of these lines ever stick. Even though if that is the morning skate, like, it is just so tempting. Like, seriously. It's just a... A fucking fresh apple pie just sitting on a windowsill. Someone just going to come up and steal that shit. Kyle Yamamoto, how is he going to get no points? Like, you figure it has to happen. It has to happen. Between the two best players in the whole friggin' league, or at least two out of the top three, all these players get no points with them. You know, it's Darnell Nurse getting the points. It's Tyson Berry getting the points. It's these defensemen, because they're going top to, uh, they're going, like, top to bottom, and Kyle Yamamoto isn't getting these points because they want to put his little ass in the bumper position. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's why that. That's why he's not getting any points. They just have him screening. The only chance he's he has like to get hit, with, get hit with a fucking puck, and maybe it's going to go in Jeff Carter style. You know what I mean? That's why he's getting no points. Edmonton's got two points in the first so far tonight, and it's... Drysidle to McDavid to Ethan Bear, and then Drysidle to Barry to McDavid. So it's it's all McDavid and Drysidle in someone. So high low, exactly like I said. Well, exactly around the outside, yeah. and and just you know not named Yamamoto for whatever reason. He he manages to avoid the two best players in the world. What about Puyarvi? Do you guys have any interest there? He's always been the guy that 
you know, winds up on the top line if if they TJ, do I switch I hardly had back. interest in Yessi Pugliarvi when he's playing with the best player in the world. <laughs> well, he's got he's point per game over his last six games. Now he's so that, that was Ryan something. McLeod. Do you think that's going to keep on happening? <laughs> no. Well, there you no. go. Not on the top power play because they love Alex Jason so much, and that sucks. Um, obligatory Adam Larson mention. He's been like. He's close to two and a half blocks a game on the year, but just over the last two weeks, he's under one a game, which is super weird. So he hasn't been blocking to his usual standards, and that's that's worrisome. Four games against Vancouver this week, you know, they're about middle of the road for shots against per game. Edmonton lets up a fair amount. Vancouver's fourth from the bottom for shots on goal per game, so... I don't know if there's going to be a ton of shots to block. There's still going to be, you know, enough. He, he's but, been hitting a lot, man, but yeah, he's been weird. blocking way less, way less. Yeah, it's less than one a game. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. much shooting. For all shooting. you math wizards out there. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, much right? shooting there's going to be coming from Vancouver this this week. Especially. Brutal. You know. There's just, so you're saying there's just not going to be too many blocks to go around. Dude. Vancouver I, I had you. 18 shots last game. <laughs> 18. Was that the game today? No. Against oh no, that was Toronto? no, that was the previous game. 18 shots. That's not enough shots. Now you know what it's like to be a Flyers fan. Brutal. All right, boys. Colorado. So the big boys are back. Grubauer ran in. Jonas Donskoy on power play one. Burkowski got relegated to power play two as we expected. But I still like Andre Burkowski. Scored a goal tonight. Mm-hmm. Things still happening for him. Uh, Jonas Donskoy, are you guys interested now that he's got top power play? He did score, I think he got on the score sheet in some fashion last game. Yeah. Well, that is kind of when he gets his, you know, little bump up. The only time that he he ever gets anything is when he gets these little chances. And every now and then he does. And we always say you got to go and pick him up during that time. If he's going to be getting top power play time with a very good power play, then yeah, he's definitely worth a stream. I still like Burakovsky way way better though you know what makes this a little bit sweeter colorado's schedule oh god two games against san jose two games against the la kings they are seventh and eighth la and san jose respectively in goals against per game and they both have bottom half penalty kills over the last month so that does look good for Jonas donskoy yeah and colorado scores a lot <laughs> like they do goal everybody scores a lot on that team they're, and they're really really coming into the playoffs hot again i'd i'd be down for either of those guys donskoy donskoy is 18 percent in yahoo burakoski 48 percent. so i think he was like 52 last time we talked about him so people are getting scared away by losing top power play didn't seem to hurt him tonight he still scored so you know your chances are lesser but We've been talking about him all year when he was line two, power play two, and still doing pretty good. What are we going to do on D? Like if, if Sam Girard is out for any length of time, it looks like Devontae's is the power play two, maybe solo, because they were running Girard and Taze. He's 71% rostered, so it's not like you can go out there and pick him up, you know, widely available or anything. But what is there to do on defense? Well, I guess Graves is out for peripherals even too at this point. So, I mean, yeah. three three defensemen over seventy percent owned and, and pretty legitimately seventy percent owned. That is a 
that's the sign of a team ready for the Stanley Cup, but there's not much left to, not many scraps left over after that. I mean, if you're looking for, looking for bangs, you could go Kiefer Sherwood. Fucking <laughs> who? Kiefer Sherwood, man. 13 hits in three games, playing eight minutes. No. If you had hits Dude, per 60, he might be a guy, but. Factual I was talking about Liam O'Brien. There's no last way time. that you're gonna waste a no. you're gonna waste a daily ad on one of these guys on this no. defense for what? Yeah, one. Patrick Nemeth. Sorry, Patrick yeah. Nemeth. Not gonna happen. Yeah. No dice. All right, I know you guys don't want to talk about Buffalo, but Casey Middlestat is still wheeling. Yes, still we wheeling. Talk, just talk about Casey Middlestat, and then we can move move along. Well, I mean, Reinhardt's still rolling. I think it's worth checking out him. But Risto, also, Reinhardt's our like banger favorite percent owned, and Risto is why is pretty well owned too. Casey Middlestad, Casey Middlestad is the only person worth picking up, and who's available. Well, yeah, Reinhardt's sixty percent in Yahoo, fifty nine percent for Rasmus Ristolainen, who leads the league in hits over the last thirty days, and he's also he's what. I think he's top 10 in the league all year. Uh, Jamie Alexiak right behind him. Five hits behind him over the last 30 days. So big bangers. I had him That's on my on Dallas. That's all I got for, for fucking Buffalo. Casey Middle stud. Hey, two goals and four assists in his last five. Not too shabby. It don't hurt. I did a fair bit of digging into New Jersey's schedule. Like it looks like a tough week for them. But they are 4-0-2 against Boston this year. They are undefeated in regulation against Boston. And they're all like really low-scoring games. The points leaders against Boston are like Miles Wood, Jasper Bratt, and they have three points each. And Ty Smith, he has three points. So it's always like really low-scoring, which is annoying. But is there anybody in Jersey that you're picking up going up against Boston and the New York Islanders this week? No way. I mean that that those stats <laughs> that you were just saying, those remind those sound like stats that are about ready to get just fucking blown up. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, like New that's Jersey six games over the course of the year that they have three points in and they lead. Yeah, I, I don't really picture New Jersey sweeping Boston this year. <laughs> and and the Islanders, fuck. You don't want anybody playing the Islanders at this point. I mean they don't Jack let Hughes is shooting up. Fuck ton. Yeah, I'll give, sure. I'll give, yeah. I'll give the kid that. He is shooting a fuck ton. All right, that's uh, a wrap for New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Dal- I'm trying to- <laughs> Dallas, where Dennis Gryanov. Jamie Oleksiak. Yeah, let's talk about Jamie Oleksiak. Uh, Dennis Gryanov was kind of like the gimme when it comes to um, you know streamers in Dallas. But is there anything left outside of... I mean, Jason Robertson, 64%. I implore you, please go check... Every time we pick him, like bring him up every single week, it's like, yeah, he's still a po- over a point per game. He's still got a fuck ton of shots. Those things are still happening. He's available in one out of every three leagues. Please, please, Dude, we his, implore you. His point pace is increasing. He's not cooling off. He's like, well, a couple of points over a point per game in the last couple of weeks now. He's he's really putting a hurting on uh, Kirill Kaprizov, which is... You know, it's it's a late season push, but he's it's a real, making those, it interesting and those help for the Calder. You win the Calder. Yeah, they do though. Oh, we always talk about recency bias, and there definitely is on on awards. Agreed. Tyler Sagan should be back pretty soon. He's also available 
in one out of three leagues. What is your expectations for Tyler Sagan? I want to start there. Raj, what do you think he's going to look like coming back from a hip surgery this late into the season? Uh, well, hips are pretty important in skating. Um, <laughs> that's kind of all of skating right there. But he is he's always been known for being in just impeccable shape. So I'd assume... It, I, I would say if anybody's going to come back, okay, it's going to be him. I would, I'd pick him up if it's if it's easy enough to do. But again, it's going to be in your finals. You're gambling. Yeah, and I was going to say, and, and you're going to you're going to play him over you know other players. Yeah, he's got one of those names that's like I have to start Tyler Sagan. Yeah, I assume he's center only, right? What's he? Center right wing. Oh yeah, center right wing. Uh, maybe. If you'd have a little bit of wiggle room with him, but I definitely wouldn't sell off anybody stable, I don't think. Zach, what about you, man? You're a little apprehensive, it seemed. On which? Tyler Sagan. I, I don't see how you're going to plug him right into your lineup is is my answer. Um, on Monday, when you have everyone playing, are you playing Tyler Sagan? Raj? Uh, I won't be, no. I definitely won't be. He's one of okay. those things like, I let him underst- hang understood. out in your IR. Okay, so Tuesday, yeah. he's off. Wednesday, I could totally see playing him on Wednesday. You know, they're going to be playing Tampa Bay. Um, you can see him playing Wednesday. But chances are, you know, Vasilevsky's going to be playing. Because they're going to want Vasilevsky playing in a, you know, potential uh, future look at a playoff opponent, which Dallas and Tampa Bay are, you know, looking to be. Then again, against Tampa on Friday. That window's shrinking. All of a sudden, he's playing Tampa twice, Vasilevsky most likely twice. They play again on Sunday, but that's a game that isn't going to count for you. So really, when when are you going to play him over, over other people? Wednesday, yes, you'll play him. Friday? You might have things, you know, decently filled up. Uh, if if you have open room, then I can definitely see playing. But that's, yeah, that's the, one those of the, off the only two days. Then you're only playing him Wednesday and Friday. It seems like a bad, uh, you know, something to just stash where you don't know what you're going to get from him. And you're going to use him for this week on two days, on a Wednesday and Friday, right in the middle of the week. It doesn't make sense to me. And then the Sunday game might not even count if you're playing in Yahoo. I'm I am speaking as if it's not. Yeah. So Monday, maybe just leave him in IR, see how his return is, or if you're feeling, you know, lucky or something like that. The know, only thing is, you can't if you already have him in your IR. It's not like you can be picking up other players with healthy people in your IR. That's fair enough. Uh, you mentioned Jamie Alexiak. He's you know, up and down, but mostly reliable for bangs. Correct. And not just not just uh not just bangs, but fucking uh blocks too. It's what sixteen hits, ten blocks in the last five games. Jimmy Alexiak's the man. Yeah, he's shooting too. Uh-huh. Not bad. All right, last team that I want to highlight here is Vancouver. Raj, I want you to tell me about this guy, Cole Lind. That's on the top line right now. <laughs> Just let it all out. There's nothing to be excited about in Vancouver. In Tanner Pearson? 
Scoring goals? He did score. He did score. Uh, they're just so done, man. Like, they are so done, and it's really obvious when you watch them play. Like I said, they had a an 18-shot game. They came out hard against the Leafs today, scored first, and it's just, like, done after that. They just really don't have anything in the tank. And I don't think there's anyone, honestly, there's maybe JT Miller, who you'd already own, but like if something happens where you have to grab someone from Vancouver, it would be Pearson, I think, of the guys you can get. Well, and Hamannick for, for blocks. That's the one guy I was going to say is Hamannick for blocks, especially because it's all Edmonton all week, right? So there's going to be a lot of blocking to do, and Hamannick has been trying to secure... Uh, a job in the NHL, so he's been throwing himself in front of everything. But no fucking blocks today. What? what? Really? And yeah, yeah. it two hits, no blocks, two, uh, four shots, and it kind of showed what happens when he doesn't block everything at this point because <laughs> it was five one. So I just I have no faith in Vancouver right now. I, I you know, it just they're they're tired, they're done. Yeah, that's about that uh, to me. That's really there's nothing there. For, I'm surprised what about you, Zach? Anything? anything? I love Nils Hoglander, and he's trying his his short little heart out, but you know, <laughs> he's not going to beat Edmonton by himself. That's for sure. I just don't, I just don't ha- see anything happening here. Well, way to leave it on a sad note. Yeah, things aren't much better for for the Flyers. All right, let's talk about streamers of the week. I'll lead us off. I like. Kasperi Kapanen. I'm going to go with him as my forward. Okay. Craig Smith. He has not done us wrong. <laughs> Craig Smith. It, was it like I, week I, four I'm in a row for you? Take. Week after week after week, I keep saying his name. I keep saying that he he keeps on producing and producing and producing. And yeah, he and Krejci. Has, Dude. And he still has a, a good-looking week schedule. So yep. I'm keeping with it. Yeah, Boston looks now. good. This train is rolling, baby. I honestly could could say the same, but I did have one guy for the whole week long who we didn't mention at all today. I like Arizona Keller and right. Ke- Keller and Goligoski on Arizona. They've got um, L.A., L.A., San Jose, San Jose. Only the one off night, but it's also Wednesday, which is a sort of a half off. Just the weakest of schedules, so. I could invest in Arizona for one one spot. Yeah, both guys in like the mid thirties worth of ownership, so they are available as well. No, I definitely like it. I mean, Zach, even going back to Boston, like Krejci has been the biggest beneficiary of of Taylor Hall being there. Like he's got what's he got eleven fucking points in his last eight games, and he's forty three percent owned. Fifteen shots, he's killing it in faceoffs. You know, if you need points, Krejci's your guy right now. And what's he going up against? New Jersey and uh, fucking New York? Yeah, that's that's solid. Four, three games and four nights to start the week. Not bad. He's great, isn't he? And, yeah, and check people, out. And people always just keep on shitting on him. Mike Riley, too, man. If he if he truly is top power play and Grizzlick's off, then that's, that's an easy swap. Yeah, that's an easy swap for me, man. Easy Who's my favorite defenseman here? Let's talk about. I mean, I wish I wish I could say Risto, but he's he's sixty percent. I do think that would like if he is available, he would be my the guy that leads it for me. But I'm tied between Zadorov and Connor Murphy, and I think I want to go Murphy just because he he has a little more all around 
peripheral focus than Zadorov just with hits. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm going to do because blocks are harder to come by than hits in my opinion, at least. And there's going to be a lot of blocks there. So I'm going kind of Murphy for the whole week. Let's talk about just Monday and Tuesday, Monday. You can probably ignore it. So maybe just the Tuesday stream. Who do you guys like here? Is there any matchups that you think are particularly juicy? Um, by the way, as far as my defenseman went, I was going to say Ethan Fair. Ooh. Oh, okay. Saucy. Yeah. I thought, I thought you snuck one in there. Ethan Bear. Do tell. Um, I like uh, I like the fact that they're playing Vancouver. <laughs> um, I'm I'm sorry, Raj. <laughs> I do. I love you, but they play Vancouver three times in the in the first four days. That's a deep cut, um, man. If if you don't if you don't have him playing on Saturday and you want to pick up somebody else on a Friday Saturday back to back, I could totally see it. Um, but for the first four days, you got Ethan Bear playing Vancouver, you know, alongside. Like David Dreisaitl, who he's definitely getting playing time with, got on a point that they were both on tonight. That's something you got to love. Yep. He had a goal tonight. So it's big, big cheese. He's on power play two with Darnell Nurse for whatever that's worth. Yeah, even stretching it out further. Adam Larson, get a bang a lot too. I dig it, man. That's a, that's a, that's a Marianas Trench take, and I, I can get behind that. For Tuesday, since Monday should be pretty much taken care of if we were to micromanage Tuesday who do you guys like I'm sticking with Kapanen against the Flyers yeah I think any of any of the folks we mentioned on Pittsburgh and Boston McCann um any of those you know the Boston duo which Grizz shout out to you they uh knocked you out of the playoffs today Fucking harsh man. yeah six points for them today I love I love them on uh, on the Tuesday Duh. anybody against Vancouver <laughs> Sorry, Except man. Yamamoto, he forgot how to score. Except Yamamoto. But that's it, guys. That's it. That is the final week preview for the five-hole 2021 season. I think we're in season five, but whatever. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. You guys can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. If you want to get in on this playoff pool, you can at the Mike Rogerson on Twitter, or you can hop in our Discord and just at Rogerson. Uh, we have a playoff pool channel that you can get in on. Uh, we're expecting that to be a good amount of fun. So, and you said you're live streaming the the draft for that one. Yeah, we're gonna throw the the live stream of the draft on YouTube. Anybody who wants to uh, hop on, be an ass, and uh, put it on TV, put it onto the internets. Well, sweet everybody, thank you for uh, for tagging along. Good luck, everybody, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Love yous. Love ya. Love you.